It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey, welcome everybody. Ears Up Podcast. Back online here to talk to you guys today about the Ears Up Reboot Machine. And I don't know what that means yet. We still haven't figured it out, even though this is the show. I know we're uh, look. It's it's going to be fine. <laughs> the show's going to be fine, everybody. The show was your idea, right? The show was uh, well, uh, sure, <laughs> sure. Yes, it was my idea. It's a creative outlet show. Yeah, that's what it is, man. It's a creative outlet show. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, in my mind, I thought it was going to be uh, better. Easier. <laughs> easier. Is what you thought. Easier is a word. Yeah. Easier is a word that I would use to describe yeah. what I thought this show difficult. would be. This was hard, man. It was and super hard. It was something that came up uh, last year whenever we were doing our planning meeting. I think I just like threw it out there and expected to fully develop it later on. And uh, it never happened. And then someone was like, hey, so what's the Ears Up reboot machine? And I was like, oh, not only is that next week, but <laughs> that's my fault. And I should, I don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> but what we decided is um, we're going to take a, uh, a, a, a missing attraction or ride or, or some piece of the park of the Disneyland Resort, the best park, and, um, <clears throat> and bring it back. But we're going to re-theme it for something. I'm going to reboot it. So it's not just like a, 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 a like a an overlay of an existing thing or whatever. It's an actual like this is a this is a thing that used to be here. And now it's now it's back again, and it is this. Theme. And here's what it looks like now. Yeah, and I I, I don't think this segment's going to take uh, ten minutes. <laughs> Probably. So, th- so thankfully, Jeremy is here with a spectro magic, uh, spectro time uh, segment. True story. <laughs> That's true. I was texting Jason earlier this week, and I was like, thank God Jeremy has a segment this show. <laughs> God yeah. bless that kid. <laughs> this is going to be yeah. three minutes at best. <laughs> uh, it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fine, man. It'll be a good time. Don't even worry about it, everybody. Uh, before we get to the show, though, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. You can send feedback to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Show suggestions. Come to Terrence at earsup-podcast.com. You can say hi Hello. To Bev and anything else comes to me, Jason, ears up, hypenpodcast.com. Um, we do have feedback, I think, uh, Taryn, but before uh, we get to that, I want to remind you guys Concy Ears, if you're trying to go to the parks, the only parks you can go to right now in the U.S. are the Walt Disney World Family of Parks. So if you want to get down to Disney World and stay on site or stay off site and figure out how to navigate back to the parks, or if you have questions, uh, dining reservations, or how to use this thing, or are there fast passes, or are there not, or what's happening, or are the crowds, whatever, Concierge are going to be able to help you. Go to concierge.com. They are travel experts. They are Disney World experts. A lot of them used to work there. So uh, they know what they're talking about. They can definitely help you out and uh, figure out what you need to uh, safely enjoy your vacation. That's really what we're all about here in the Ears Up family of co-hosts is being safe. Yes. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. Uh, All right, Taryn, feedback. Let's do a little feedback. Okay, we've got one today. This uh, is from Sarah. About a month ago, I went to Google for... nice. Good campus. (laughs) Not like the actual place? No. 
no, the site? Just okay. the website. Um, I went to Google for Disney trivia podcast recommendations. When I hit search, your podcast came up as the first web page. So I immediately downloaded and started listening. I was hooked. I love all the different personalities that contribute to each episode. This podcast is great to listen to in the morning when I'm getting ready for work before the sun comes up. It makes me laugh and lightens my mornings as I get ready to commute these California highways in the pitch black. Just listened to the most recent episode about the GCR and wondered, how did Jason not make a Hotel California song reference during Bev's History of the Hotel? Dude. It's true. It's true, man. (laughs) I don't know. Look, I'm getting old, Sarah. (laughs) It is. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for the podcast and all the sister podcasts. I've learned so much about the different parks' histories, and I'm excited to hunt down Easter eggs next time Disneyland opens. Thanks for everything. A fellow New Jerseyan. Uh oh. Oh, my word. Mm hmm. It's from uh, Jeremy's burner account. He just wanted to make us all feel good. Yeah. My burner account. I have like seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Clarify. Uh, thanks, Sarah. That was really nice. I appreciate you uh, reaching out. I wonder, are there Disney trivia podcasts? Apparently ours. <laughs> that seems like a niche of a niche of a niche, man. I thought it was going to be hard for us to get listeners, but and we're, we're general parks Well, I don't think she means trivia like trivia game. I think she just means like... Like information. information. We give tri- oh, I see. I yes. see. I see. Tri- yeah. Trivial hosts. I don't know. Um, okay, that because when I first read that, I was like, "What do you mean trivia podcast? That would be weird." Can you imagine? Well, at first I thought game too. Trivia? Yeah, uh, but your your way makes slightly more sense, Taryn. I apologize. Well, but maybe that's an idea for a show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, we could I be think like a study show. I think you and Bev and Terrence and Taryn can have fun doing that. I. I no, I mean, like, do we, is that oh. like a recurring, like a trivia segment or a trivia episode once a year where it's like a game show? Well, you know what? Um, yeah, we've tried that a couple times. We've definitely done it. I, I do like those times. Um, I think now with, you know, when we're all sort of comfortable with video conferencing that I think it could happen a little bit more and we can involve our Patreon folks. That'd we should do too. a video um aspect of, I'm sorry not video but an audio one where we do a trivia of like audio around the parts and we pit Jeremy against listeners and see who does better. <laughs> wow that's a real really good idea although I would think Jeremy would be a shoe in what a fresh yeah, I would unique think idea. so I mean it's not fair right but yeah we better not do it Jeremy we're not gonna do it don't worry love you Jer <laughs> yeah I don't want to do anything like that unless I get to unless I get to screen the listeners first <laughs> Like before Jason a trial, is, you know. <laughs> Jason's allowed to sit the trivia out only if he gets a haircut. Oh, oh! You don't like my hair? Shots fired! I got. Well, you look like Albert Einstein. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Or um, what's his name? Gallagher? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's rich. I don't, whatever. <laughs> He's not rich because of his hair. Right. It's part of his look. I don't know, man. <laughs> Pay this man. Yeah. Who's rich because of their hair? Uh, Jennifer Aniston. Crystal Gale, maybe. <laughs> it ain't the hair, baby. It ain't that hair. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Maybe. Oh, but Jason, maybe. maybe. I think you're trying to grow the Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> it was... <laughs> 
please, for the love of God, Taryn, you need to flat iron his hair at some point. Oh, I did. You she didn't did. see that? I think I sent it. Oh, my it. God. I sent it over. Oh, yeah, Look, I did. It I, took was... a, I took a picture. I'm going to hold it up to the camera. I know this is not good podcast material, but if you want to see this, go oh. to uh youtube channel oh did i delete it it already? was not very pretty no it was not attractive <laughs> you've got to be kidding me it, it wasn't pretty it did really? not go the way that i anticipated wait, 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 i can't believe seriously. this gets worse <laughs> i'm excited oh i'm just gonna stop the show oh here it is right here <laughs> <laughs> so did you have to go to all of the neighbors and tell them that you're now registered <laughs> No, I just wa- I just washed my hair. That's how that works. You don't have to. Nobody knows. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, it's it's bad, man. I felt very uncomfortable for a long so time. Yeah. I made a reel about it. You should go to my Instagram. Look at my reel. It's really fun. Oh. All right. If you want to support the show, head over to Etsy.com slash shop slash Coveyers. You can buy a bunch of T-shirts and uh, cool stuff over there. Patreon. Oh, my God. Are you guys done? Here, let me just help you. Uh, Patreon.com slash Ears Up is the best way to support us. You can be a donor for as little as uh, two bucks a month, I think, or, or whatever. If you are a donor at the... Was I believe the $12 a month or up, uh, the end of every show of the month... We, uh, I read your names and give you a little shout out. And I apologize, I forgot to do that last on the last show, so I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> oh my God, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even. Whatever, you guys just get all the sillies out. It's fine. Uh, okay, so big shouts out to Gustavo, Ryan H, David S, Nick G, Marie W, Melissa, Tiffany A, Micah C, Michael C, Andrew W, Eric Johnson, Jimmy Hunt. I'm just going to say your last names because you're on the show. Uh, Carrie T, Matt C, and Greg, not Greg. Thank you very much, you guys, for supporting the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you guys weren't here doing this, uh, we wouldn't be here doing this. A word. All right. Let me not save that. Okay, there we go. Um, if we have uh, some updates, some show updates, we have a new Bantha Milk podcast that's going to come out, I think, uh, tomorrow for you live listeners. We had a brand new uh, Jeremy, for the love of God. Uh, everyone's done. Everyone's done. Everyone needs to just take a deep breath. Do some yoga with Taryn. Everyone, go do some yoga with Taryn and uh, find your breath. Find your breathing, please. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, There is a new uh, Scraping the Vault out, and I believe there's also a brand new uh, Supreme Resort out as well. So please go support the boys and listen to those pods as well. And don't forget to subscribe and rate them and do all the fun stuff. Uh, that you like to do. Uh, Taryn's new show, House Meeting, has a new pod. I think that was released yesterday. Taryn, are you serious? No, it's Bev. It's Bev, not me. Bev, are you serious? <laughs> what did I do? I don't know. I, I was I was muted. Uh, well, Taryn's throwing you under the bus. That's fine. All right. I didn't do um, Taryn has a new House Meeting podcast out, uh, but don't go listen to it. <laughs> Rude. Yeah. All right. Um, but before we get to the Disney reboot machine, of course... Join us as we unravel the magic behind some of Disney's most beloved pieces of music. It's Spectro Time! It's Magic Night! A million 
Jeremy. Yes. <laughs> uh, what's happening, man? Well, I'm ready to talk to you about some. Oh, hold the phone. I have hot news. I forgot. Whoa, hot news. Hot news. Breaking news. Presses. All right, let's go. What hot news do you got? Okay. A friend of mine recently got a job. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> hey, in this day and age, that's an accomplishment. This is true. Um, for Disney. And apparently, okay. the information I'm getting here, oh. yeah. when, when you, if you are a, a serious, popular Disney blogger, Okay. Shall we call them? Air quote, yeah, yeah. Air quote, or you know, you have a website or something, and if you do have a, a bit of traction, it seems, um, when you make a reservation at their hotels or at a dining experience or something like that, they have you flagged in their system. What? <laughs> what? If you're a Disney blogger, and you go in, and you're like, hi, I'm here to check in. They'll it, Next to your name, it'll say Disney video blogger. Really? And if they don't know for sure... If you are a Disney video blogger, they even have a flag that just says potential <laughs> blogger. Huh. So this one has they're potential. On a, they're on to us. So do you think that they give better service? You have or? to. I would guess, Yeah, I think right? that's the whole point of it. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. You think that's why we got upgraded on our honey, for our honeymoon um, No. to Disneyland Hotel? No, I think that's because we were like the last people there. Jeremy, ask your. I want to. I want to know if I'm. I want to know if I'm flagged. I want to know if I'm flagged. It'll make me. Well, I have a feeling you're flagged. I just don't know if it's for anything (laughs) you want. (laughs) Imagine if, like, hi, they saw saw the picture. That's why you're. That's why you're flagged. (laughs) You think they're like, God. <laughs> like, do you think they look at it and look down, and then they're like, "Oh dear." So we're gonna put you on the floor without kids, <laughs> right? That's why you, know, you got upgraded. I wonder. I wonder if if see if it were me, and if that, if that was my system, I would definitely have a rating system in there of how truthful these bloggers have been or not, right? So if you're one of these like fake news generating blog sites. <coughs> my chat. Oh, go on. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, oh. other initials, but that's fine. Um, yeah. I would sit you by the uh, the kitchen every time. <laughs> your, 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 your soda would get four ice cubes every time. Yeah, that, that's yeah. kind of what I was thinking is like, I feel like it could sort of go both ways. 100%. Well, but no, I mean, Disney's always going to give you at least a... The, the same treatment as everybody else. Yeah. But I don't know, that's just me because I'm real petty about it. But that is very interesting and sort of like we don't really know how big the data collection vacuum is with Disney you know, stuff online. If you've ever commented online on anything, you're flagged. Maybe not your account, but your, your comment is flagged. Like they, yeah. you know, they know what's going on. Right. I'm sure I've been is negatively flagged enough? a few times. Yeah. It's very interesting. Do, do they have that connected to your magic band? That's the oh. thing. I'm like, I'm like, does oh. it does it know that my magic band is? I mean, I don't think so. Oh. I, I'm not. I'm not pompous enough to think that Spectrum Radio is on Disney's radar whatsoever. Uh, but in my fantasy world, 
is Spectrum Radio linked to my magic band somehow? You need to have better fantasies, man. I think that you're yeah, right. That's your if fantasy you're... world. We need to have a conversation. I'm going to say ears ups on their radar. I would have to. I would. I would have to think that we because have, of the Carol like Castle. Almost 180 episodes. I mean, more than that. This is 170. 170 episodes. Yeah. So you're the right. Churro Castle and stuff like. I think we're probably on their on their radar. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. But that's interesting, Jeremy. Thank you for the scoop, the scooperino. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. I'm Thanks. here to report to you. Thank you. Thanks, man. Well, we're all familiar with Disney's big year-round promotions, right? Yes. Can what? you name some of them that have happened in the past? Uh, Christmas. <clears throat> sure. No. Uh, <laughs> no? Well, I'm sure you'll remember the happiest celebration on Earth. What was that for? Uh, that was when I think Disneyland turned 50 and oh, then yeah, every sure. park around the world had a celebration. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, wasn't yeah, there yeah. like a wish one too? Like a the year of a million dreams. Yeah. That one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. Mickey's sound stational summer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what? What? You don't like the year of a million dreams? Well, no. Cause Taryn said wish thing and suddenly she was right. <laughs> Well, yeah. That's, yeah. That's it. And I say canal boats, and it's not- <laughs> <laughs> see now I'm right. on now I'm on Terrence's side. Oh, whatever. Finally, yeah, finally, baby. It, Come it, on. It only took for it not to matter for me to side with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Jeremy. Sorry. Well, back in the mid 1980s, they these promotions were in their infancy, and they held one that was the Disneyland State Fair promotion where they turn Disneyland into a celebration of the many state fairs that take place around the United States each year. Do you remember this? Nah, son. No. <laughs> no. Read or heard about it? <laughs> no. <laughs> they put a Ferris wheel up in front of the train station at the entrance of the park. I'm not kidding you. What? I'm not laughing. What year was <laughs> <laughs> Oh, whoa. 87, 86, I think. I didn't wow. get specific. I put mid-80s. Of course, wow. I okay. dig deeper. That's Sorry. horrible. Sorry. Dude, what year was that? Dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called again? State Fair Promotion. Oh. Sounds, Creative. Yeah, sounds great. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. How stupid. So, okay, so they put the Ferris wheel up in front of the entrance of the park. They had fair-style food and game booths all around the hub. And booths representing each state in the union were represented around the park. And Disneyland even held pig races where pigs would be cheered on by raucous crowds and even musicians who were brought into play to entertain the audiences at the pig race. Okay. They were swinging and missing during that era. Is that Eisner era? 80s, right? 87, yeah. This is Eisner's big entrance. (laughs) Really? Definitely a reason we haven't heard of this. Yeah. It's funny because Walt specifically didn't want that feel of this kind of cheap, I don't know, this cheap ass. I don't know, man. Carny. The dirty, yeah. Yeah, small hand, small cabbage. Okay. Yeah, we, we don't. I, I don't think he wanted the vibe where you that you think you can score pot off the CNs. You know, like that's <laughs> that's the state fair vibe. At least, at least our county fair. Alameda, not our county, but Alameda County Fair. That's eh. no man. Anyway, Have you seen some of the pictures of those carnies? Oh, I feel like I've seen one recently. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man. 
Yeah. I'm traveling with that caravan. I don't, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to keep my head down for a couple more years, check in with my parole officer, and you know, <laughs> I'm gonna move to Fiji, and I'm gonna raise uh, Sorry, horses and cows. Sorry, young man, you're not tall enough to ride the zipper. Oh, gross! Stop it. <laughs> One of the musical acts was a bluegrass country music foursome that became liked so much by audiences that they managed to stay on after the state fair promotion for a further seven years performing regularly in critter, critter Country for an increasingly devoted audience. Critter Country wasn't a particularly well-attended section of the park, so Disney saw value in keeping this popular musical act there to draw in additional crowds. Let's take a listen to that act. Number one. Foggy Mountain Breakdown. I hope. Do you like that better than uh, techno bagpipe Scottish music? I kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind also when Steve Martin was at his height of his stand up career, he would play that on stage. He would play Foggy Mountain Breakdown just for fun. You know what that (laughs) music is called? That's the song Foggy Mountain Breakdown. But you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also, you know, listed here. You have the name wow. of the song in this clip, so I just read. That's true. But yeah. did you know that otherwise? No. Oh. Also, can I just go back for a second? Sure, there is man. a ride at the fair called The Zipper. Of course there is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, no, no, no. I wasn't implying that you were being dirty. I just meant carnies I mean, are gross. Yeah. And the Gravitron. And that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> After having proved themselves to be such a popular attraction in Critter Country, Disney eventually moved this act over to the front of the Golden Horseshoe Saloon and bestowed on them the title Billy Hill and the Hillbillies. Which is a clever name. It is. It's pretty cute. I like it. The original foursome was made up of Mario Hidalgo on banjo playing the role of Billy. Dennis Fetchett on fiddle portrayed Billy. (laughs) <laughs> John Marshall, the founder of the group and playing bass, portrayed the character Billy. And Master of Ceremonies, Elvis impersonating guitarist and fiddler Kirk Wall played the part of <clears throat> Billy. Number two. <laughs> Don't tell me I got nothing to do. Playing uh, the mandolin over here, my brother Billy. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Over here playing the five string, the banjo, my brother Billy. (laughs) On the doghouse slap bass, Billy. My brother Billy. (laughs) Why, thank you. (laughs) My name's William. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It's funny. I love that kind of thing. Uh, Mario Hidalgo was later replaced by Evan Marshall on the mandolin, and he played the role of Billy. In 1989, (laughs) (laughs) the Billies played at the opening of Splash Mountain, entertaining guests in the four-hour-long line that developed for the opening. At this time, yeah, at this time, the Golden Horseshoe Saloon. Oh, Fev, that's a different reaction. I thought you were going to (laughs) go. 
<laughs> I'm saving it for later. <laughs> okay, good. Let, but I least expect it, please. <laughs> At this time, the Golden Horseshoe Saloon was hosting the follow-up to its venerable Golden Horseshoe Review, the Golden Horseshoe Jamboree. The Hillbillies continued to play outside of the Golden Horseshoe Saloon for another two years until the Jamboree show ended its run in 1994 when Disney decided to move its popular bluegrass band inside to make Billy Hill and the Hillbillies the resident act of the Golden Horseshoe Saloon number three. I think I sing better than them. <laughs> Sounds yeah, like some real flat. Note. Man, I like the uh, I, I I like this kind of stuff. This like hillbilly blues country kind of thing. Sometimes, but it's also I can't help it. But the banjo just always comes across as like a real ignorant instrument. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, where it's it it's very complex. It's very hard to play. It's very mm-hmm. hard to play. But yeah. you just hear it, and you can't help but think like. It, it just anybody could do it, and it's just you don't. Have, it doesn't take a lot of brains or skill because it's always associated with hillbillies and dumb people and whatever, right? And it's just, I mean, I don't know. That's that's the the dichotomy, I guess, of the of the of this kind of music, and then the instrument that that kind of drives it. I see what you're for saying. me in my stupid smooth brain. I, I feel that way about the jug. <laughs> yeah, What's like that. Jug? Yes, but it's like literally where you go like this. <laughs> and, you know, uh, yeah. to any banjo playing listeners, the thoughts and <laughs> words are not those shared by ears up the ears up community. Like uh, legit, like the, the finger picking with the banjo is insane. It's incredible, it's insane. See, I'm automatically transported to the 1987 Goldie Hawn, not too well received movie Overboard. Overboard. When they're in Dean Prophet's trailer park, I hear a banjo. <laughs> That's what I, I hear. love that movie. Oh, it's so good. You've seen that movie? Oh my god, I have the DVD. Dude. It involves water and a boat. That's why he has it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, between a banjo, a jug, and if someone gets two spoons, we could really form a band. Oh, my dad knows how to do that. My dad can play the spoon. Well, I'll tell you what, I have the two CD board. cases. Like the washboard. I have two CD cases. I think Taryn can um, close the lid on the Stein. Oh, yeah. I can do that. I think we can get some <laughs> cooking. I'm sitting in my kitchen. There's plenty of spoons. I got this thing. <laughs> nah, <laughs> hold me. Wow. That's a, Bev, that, Bev, that's a weird flex, but, I mean, that's cool, dude. <laughs> Is that what I can play the guitar spatula. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> The original cast of the Billies performed five days a week, five shows a day. Eventually, the original cast couldn't be relied upon to perform each and every show, and the group had to be expanded into multiple Billies teams of four people each to rotate through the demanding schedule. 
The group took a temporary leave from the Golden Horseshoe Saloon from 1999 to 2000, moving over to Big Thunder Ranch to make way for Woody's Roundup, which performed at the Golden Horseshoe for two years. But the group's popularity didn't diminish, unlike Woody's Roundup, which was not <laughs> Disney had hoped. And the, gr- and the group found themselves heading, headlining at the Golden Horseshoe again following the cancellation of the Roundup in 2000. In 2003, the group was proving so popular now back in the Golden Horseshoe Saloon that Disney increased their schedule from five to seven days a week. Even though the Billies were now a rotating group of teams to accommodate this demanding daily schedule, the original band members were divided up so that one original member was always performing. Now, while this is a bluegrass country band, just like the soundtrack to Overboard, that doesn't mean their music was all country. The band frequently adapted music from other genres, interpreted it into their bluegrass style. Let's take a listen to the Hillbillies putting a bluegrass spin on some other classic songs. Number four. I told you once, you son of a gun, I'm the best that's ever been. Of course, you have to play Bluegrass band, you're you're expected to play this song. I love the sound of a fiddle, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Very low clip, man. I had to crank that sucker for it to come through this time. Um, Isn't a fiddle just a violin played differently? Yes. Okay, cool. Just checking. It's just a different style. In 2012, the band was again removed from the Golden Horseshoe and sent back to Big Thunder Ranch. Mm -hmm. But this would be the final stop as they would never return to the Golden Horseshoe again. November 6, 2013, Disney announced that Billy Hill and the Hillbillies would be retired from the resort. On January 6, 2014, after 21 consecutive years and well over 10,000 performances playing for Disneyland audiences. But this would not be the final chapter for the group. After Disney's announcement, original Billy's members Kirk Wall and Dennis Fetchett, along with two other performers from the group, struck out on their own as the newly minted Crazy Kirk and the Hillbillies. The group was quickly snatched up by nearby Knott's Berry Farm, where they continue to perform publicly and at private events. It feels like that's like that's like when a band like is playing like stadiums and then like you don't hear from them for a little bit and then they're at the county fair. Yep. (laughs) They just pulled a nickelback. 
Oh, yeah. Or it's maze. like when you see the Pointer Sisters at the Epcot International <laughs> Food and Wine Festival, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Wilson Phillips, crisscross, crisscross, Christopher Cross, Christopher Chris Cross. Cross. Yeah, crisscross oh, yeah. is a whole different thing. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Crisscross? Dang. Crisscross will make you taste a sampler. <laughs> uh, we're we're crisscross. We're here to say hit the Germany Pavilion, get some tasters. We're out. <laughs> but isn't only like one of them still alive? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Which one? Cross? No, I think Chris. I don't know, Jeremy. Who I think knows? Jeremy, I think you have that backwards. <laughs> No, that was what good. Because they dressed backwards. Yeah. And you got... Oh. Uh, I got it. I thought that was good. Thanks. <laughs> that was good. Throughout their years with Disneyland, the group was allowed to perform beyond the berm. Notably, in 1997, the group traveled to Buffalo, New York, to perform with the Buffalo Philharmonic Orchestra as part of their TGIF series. The group performed classical pieces together with the orchestra, but after intermission, Hill and the Hillbillies reemerged, dressed in their overalls, and performed another hour of country standards, including Hey Good Looking, Tennessee Waltz, and Orange Blossom Special. Uh, Take a listen to the boys playing Orange Bo- Blossom Special here, number five. That's a very good song. Did their own little breakdown. Sure. I really like that kind of music. Just this, the, mm-hmm. whatever genre this is. Like Bluegrass. Bluegrass, yeah. yeah. I really like it. Kirk Wall, though he will be recognizable to Billy's fans as a talented fiddler, Taryn, he did not grow up with that style, and he actually came from a classical violin background. Um, so Taryn, right on the money with that one. In true to his classical roots, in 2001, the group set out on a nationwide symphony concert series known as Red, White, and Bluegrass, where they partnered with such ensembles as the Tulsa Philharmonic, the Houston Symphony, and the Grand Rapids Symphony, among others. Take a listen to the Billies here and see if you can make out the symphony. Number six. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. The little trill or whatever at the at the end there definitely came through. That's interesting. There's nothing I love more than um, a fusion of symphony with other types of music. You do you you're like you like you love that like Metallica played with the symphony or like Guns and Roses did November oh, Rain. November that. Rain. Oh, but see Guns and Roses that's just a good song. So yeah, that but when you see all those well, violins like, just lined up like da da da. Yeah, yeah, agree. For That's sure. Like, yeah. Or Lauren Hill, Everything is Everything. Got a great section of violins in there. It's very powerful. Jeremy, you just dun, went up a level in my book, bro. Dun. Oh, that's so good. Come on. 
don't know. Never heard it. Oh, we Dude. heard that. The hillbilly. <laughs> Never heard it. I'm sorry. Everything is everything. So good. No. Oh. It's also an amazing video. Never seen it. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> The Hillbillies mixed their musical talent with humor in their performances. Kirk Wall once was quoted as saying that he would target his jokes towards the adults in the audience because he knew that if the adults started laughing, the kids would crack up simply by seeing their parents laugh. In fact, the group themselves, not Disney, wrote all their own material and arranged their own music. The group proved so popular that a fan club was even started known as The Billy Club, or the DBC, which would meet Sunday mornings <laughs> for the very first show and Friday evenings for the very last performance of the day, The Golden Horseshoe. So that is the music of Billy Hill and the Hillbillies. And if you want to still hear them, head down the road to Knott's Berry Farm as soon as it's allowed to reopen. Nice. Very good, Jeremy. Good stuff, brother. I thought that was very good. I, it was very entertaining, but I'm also trying to hear what this is. Spectrum Magic. Because this intro is like a hundred. It's like seven minutes long. There we go. How about that? But like halfway through, there's a bunch of speech, and so oh, I never really know where to like play him out. You know? Oh. Should I give you a separate play out track? I think I actually have. <laughs> I, I don't what if think. I did a custom play out for every show? <gasps> That'd be great. Like, what if right now we were being played out to Petula Clark's downtown? That'd be fun. Yeah, you'll tie it back in. Just kind of wrap that little pastry up in a bow, man. I get it. I like it. All right. Hopefully, I I know we're just going to get hit by so many copyright things on YouTube, but I don't care. Who cares? YouTube's done. Yeah, to hell with it. YouTube's (laughs) done. Here it is. All righty then, folks. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, but my dude thing didn't. Um... The second one worked, kind of. Yeah, kind of. It's all right. What is that from? What? Did, how did that start tonight? Did I miss something? I think Ben. I said, I said, dude, but I didn't realize how much of a stoner I sounded like when I said it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it was pretty good. Cool. 21st Amendment's iconic hell or high watermelon wheat beer has been a summertime favorite since they started making it in 2000 back at their San Francisco South of Market brew pub near Giants Park. The brewers at 21st Amendment decided to have some fun and with a nod to the fall season, developed their latest beer, Hell or High Mango. Hell or High Mango is made with real fruit and is sweet, slightly tart with tropical floral flavors and aromas. It's a perfect beer to enjoy during this fall time of year as the colors and the seasons change. Behind all that great mango flavor and aroma is a wonderful wheat beer with its biscuity, light bready notes and at a mere 4.9% ABV is even more enjoyable. Hell or High Mango is available across the country wherever 21st Amendment beer is sold. Go out and enjoy a Hell or High Mango today and support this show by doing that. That's all you have to do. If you want to really want to support the show, um, just drink beer. Drink 21st Amendment beer. <laughs> I mean, you have to do a lot of other stuff, but that's part of it. That's part of it. All right, Disney Reboot Machine. Jeremy left. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, he just ghosted. I think yeah, we should try to. Just, I think we should try to just call him back. He was tired. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he said, "Now that I'm on." <laughs> Bye, Jeremy. Thanks a lot, bro. <laughs> I voice texted him because I like doing that. Uh, all right, Disney reboot machine. So I don't know how this is going to go. I think it'll be fine. I think we're going to do really great at it. 
Yeah, sure. I think mine will win. I wanted Jeremy to be on to like help us judge or at least argue about it, but mm-hmm. um, that's not going to happen. So who wants to go first? Bev, why don't you go first? Okay, I'll go first. I hated this um, task. <laughs> yeah. If I've expressed that enough. Uh, me too, brother. <laughs> so I will be retheming the Skyway to Tomorrowland. Okay. And it will be rethemed to the Christoph Royal Ice Master and Deliverer Ice Delivery Service. <laughs> okay. That's okay. not bad. I Bev. like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Okay, so to start off, because we're using our imaginations, we're going to pretend that Disney didn't tear down the chalet that housed the Skyway queue in order to build Star Wars Land. The theming of the ride slash queue would remain pretty much the same since it kind of works. There's only about 1,600 miles between Switzerland and Norway, so we can blur some lines there. <laughs> One of the additions would be some rock trolls as well as Sven. They would They would be in the queue. The idea is that the Skyway would serve as the ice transport mobile. Now, since this is not a traditional ride, most of the storytelling would be done at the beginning while in line or at the end while disembarking with a very, very slight little something happening in the middle. Basically, while in the queue, the idea is that the rider, you, will come to the understanding via ambient voices of rock trolls that Kristoff has hired a new team of ice deliverers and they'll be making their first ice delivery today, and that you are part of that team. So you get to the front of the line, you board your ride vehicle, and you leave the chalet. The ride vehicles have been redesigned to look like sleds. Once on the ride, you enjoy slash are subjected to, your choice, different songs sung by the trolls, Um, (laughs) as well as encouraging voices telling you you're doing a great job and that you're almost there, and to make sure that you keep your eye out for the ice monster slash abominable snowman. Remember right. the abominable snowman from Frozen. Yep, when you go through uh, the Matterhorn. And in the Matterhorn, there exactly. So when you get to the Matterhorn, you'll have reached the halfway point of the ride. So I'm not taking my Skyway is not going to go as long as the original one because that thing was too long. <laughs> so once you're inside the Matterhorn, the cave will be decorated. Conveniently, adding some ice into the Matterhorn isn't too off-brand. You'll see stacks of ice that your other teammates teammates have already delivered and it's implied that this is also where you will be making your delivery as you're making the turn to head back towards the chalet so you've made your delivery you hear a mighty roar from the abominable snowman and then the gentle voice the gentle calming voice of grandpa tells you that it's probably time for you to leave you then complete the turn and head back to the chalet enjoying more singing <laughs> as you near the end as you near the end of the ride you hear Kristoff's voice saying uh, thanking you and telling you that you did a great job and that this is one of the best ice deliveries ever. Once you vacate the vehicle, uh, I'm sorry, once there, you vacate the vehicle and exit the ride. Yoo-hoo. Vacate. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> uh, that was great. I, I like it. So it's like a video so, game. Welcome back, Jeremy, by the way. Thanks for coming back on. I just wanted you to partake a little it, bit. It coerce and, you? And provide some, some color commentary, if you would. But you don't well, have to because it's really late. I jumped over into the chat and I and then I thought, oh, I'll turn, I'll turn it back on. I'm being berated. <laughs> um, so it's like a so it's like a game where you're where you're dropping ice or no? Not really. Because, I mean, that's actually not a terrible idea, but mostly it's just implied that your your vehicle is an ice delivery vehicle and you have to get yeah. it in there and escape the snowman. It would be kind of neat to like as you it's head damn skyway as you head into the Matterhorn, like your bucket is decorated like a block of ice, and then as you exit. It, it it's not. It's like changes color. 
something like that. It's not a terrible idea. That'd be kind of yeah, fun. So or ma- or make it like a thing. Anyway, that uh, that's cool. I like it. Good I job. It. That was great. Uh, nice. Terrence, why don't you go ahead and go go next? Okay. All right. I have a few. Oh God. Of course I you know. do. You know we're not getting but, graded on this, so no, I know you can just so, do the bare minimum. I have two that are a little bit longer. I have one that's kind of quick. So um, changing the main street, bringing back the main street tobacco shop, or turning it into a head shop. Um, doing <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, doing a turning shop. it into a what? A head shop where you can buy bongs and uh, you know water bongs for tobacco yes. use only. That's yeah. called head and uh, sativa. <laughs> it's a head shop. Yeah, it's, it's a head shop. It's like yeah. a '60s thing um, to get your head right. Exactly. Do a shot-for-shot uh, shot remake of Captain EO starring Justin Timberlake. Um, I was really hoping you were going to say Justin Bieber. No, Justin Timberlake was a he was a Mouseketeer, um, and so here are my two. One is small, one's longer. Um, uh, <laughs> Sam, uh, Skyway buckets rethemed. So, uh, <laughs> wow. So, so bringing back the Skyway bucket. So one of the things that's really strange is that you have the Disneyland Hotel, which has the. Um, the monorail that basically runs right to it and it's a draw it's a great hotel a lot of people like going there you have the grand californian that has its own private entrance into the park people like going there and the paradise pier used to have its own back entrance into the park and then they closed it so this is a way to get people back there number one you rethemed the, the paradise pier to pixar pier so it fits uh, the pixar pier hotel so it fits into what's going on there and then you have skyway buckets that are rethemed like the house with the balloons from up that takes people from the top mm. of the Paradise Pier Hotel um, and it takes them down into the now closed and rethemed um, Silly Symphony Swings. Um, it takes them down into the park, into DCA through the Silly Symphony Swings, so they're inside a Pix- uh, Pixar Pier immediately. Uh, that's my short one. Uh, my longer one is bringing back the People Mover. Step one, fix the tracks for the people mover. Right, that's step one. You have to fix those tracks. Uh, step two is that uh, the ride would no, would uh, no longer just be a ride through Tomorrowland, but the ride itself would turn into a time machine attraction because it's in Tomorrowland. Now, the time machine aspect of it is actually unintentional. Uh, the queue would take place in modern times and be based on a bumbling scientist that has invented a new vehicle that is able to instantly transport people from point A to point B. So you leave the queue and immediately you wonder, why in the world am I going so slow? And you have the scientist talking to you saying, hey, I'm working on it right now and I'm trying my hardest to get the vehicle to jump to the next location. So when you enter into the first building that is above Buzz Lightyear, uh, the old Lightspeed Tunnel inside of there is now utilized to flash images that take you back in time. And the, it'll be five different scenes. And so these are some of the scenes I thought about. One is a, a prehistoric uh, fight between a T-Rex and several dinosaurs. Uh, the signing of the Declaration of Independence, which is solely used as a summer overlay. Uh, the moon landing, Walt Disney opening Disneyland, or a scene of the rocket rides, uh, rocket rods running alongside of you for literally a second before the rocket ride, the uh, rocket rods sets on fire because they were always broken down. Uh, you then have another flash as you're as you're exiting the building, and the scientist says he's still trying to get you back to modern time. You head outside where he says that the next one should work correctly. You then enter the next building 
and have the same flashing lights as before. But instead of this time, uh, this time, instead of seeing the inside of the Star Trader arcade as you would in the old ride, you're transported to the future where the old area for the Epcot di- uh, diorama has been replaced with an actual model of a greenlit project by Imagineering since you're in the future. So they would actually have an upcoming attraction, a coming land, something that's been greenlit, something that's being built that will be right there. And you're seeing what, it would, what you're seeing the future at that point. Um, after you, after you leave that scene, you quickly hear the scientists say, Hey, uh, you didn't see that. Please don't tell anybody about that. You're not supposed to know about that. Uh, as you're exiting the building, you get another flash of lightning and you're back in the modern day. Uh, you get back to the exit queue with the, you hear the scientists apologizing and saying that there really may be something to this whole time travel thing. And then it's over. So, um, I think it's cool. You get the, you get the, to see some of the old stuff. Um, you know, obviously you have an opportunity for an overlay for something for summer. Um, and then in the future, the reason that you would have a comeback to this ride is because in the future portion is always something that is going to be built at a Disney park in the future and has already been greenlit. And if you are able to go to Disneyland, uh, you get a glimpse that other people won't get until rope cut for that attraction. I like it. That's a cool and idea. Honey, I accidentally broke my NDA with Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's Jeremy, a, that's a cool idea. What do you think about Terrence's 100 ideas? I think it's tremendous. Well, the uh, the the last one he you know he finished with the last one that was the the best one of them all. I, the I, head shop isn't really scratching me where I itch, but uh, <laughs> you know it's about time those derelict tracks. I mean, they just, it's like yes. where else in the world do you just have rotting things hanging <laughs> yeah. around? And like it's supposed to be Disneyland, like it's the one place where everything should be as pristine as possible. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, what's up that up there? It's like, oh, don't look, don't. That yeah. just holds light. Right. It's almost and like they're holding the, out. It's just for a glorified a light holder now. <laughs> it it just and and to me, it kind of destroys the the Tomorrowland vibe because it harkens back to the rocket rods destroying this thing and now it's shade and stroller parking and they have the opportunity to utilize it and do something where you can constantly change it where it's not it is a slow ride it's always going to be a slow ride but you have the opportunity to change it um, into something that is completely changing in one portion of it so here's my unpopular opinion they are sorry i don't think that it's that big of a sore thumb because of the way that the tracks are designed. They look that 60s futuristic, quote unquote. So it does still blend in. To me, it doesn't stick out. It, it's just more annoying that they're not being used, but I still like them. I don't know. I don't want to see them go. You know, I, I actually agree with you because I don't rem- I think I maybe went to Disneyland one time when that was in action. Yeah. So I, I don't, I either never wrote it or I wrote it once. And I don't remember it. Yeah. So I actually didn't know that that was a ride until somebody was like, oh, that's the people mover. Yeah, me either. Hmm. But when you're on the monorail, you see there's like weeds growing on. Yeah, it's gnarly. It is literally ruins. <laughs> like they are ruins. Yeah. They really and that are. Is the, like, the very, that is the very opposite thing that should be yeah. in tomorrowland the ruins of, of old sure i mean they should they should <laughs> clean it up but uh eventually they're just going to run indiana jones through it and so it'll be, it'll be fine it'll be all right disneyland stonehenge um yeah. taryn do you want to go next or am i going next oh uh, whatever you want to do do you want to do girl boy girl boy or do you want to do girl boy boy girl uh i'll go okay <laughs> okay um I did not choose an attraction. Yay! <laughs> 
Taryn didn't do her homework. I chose a restaurant. So I am rebooting the Chicken of the Sea Pirate Ship Restaurant. And I'm rethinking. I wish I had more thumbs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just that sandwich. Oh, sorry. There's a new menu. Don't even worry about it. First of all, that was Taryn's. That was more of Taryn's cooking than the sandwich. It was not my cooking. And you very- made the sandwiches. So I made it from the recipe. It's the, it was the sweet relish. No one likes sweet relish. I do. Ugh, nobody likes. I relish. love sweet relish. Blah. Oh. Blah. Anyway, cucumber I- soaked in sweet evil. Yeah, in gross. <laughs> I am retheming this restaurant to over the sea royal ship restaurant, a Little Mermaid themed restaurant. Now, this is going to be a sit-down restaurant, and it requires reservations. Mm, I have a few. But it's... Wait, is this <laughs> that you're bringing back the chicken of the sea? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. I am. The whole ship. Uh, <laughs> Not even just the bow or the <laughs> sail. <laughs> the whole the ship. The whole damn thing. So, this is a sit-down restaurant. It requires reservations, but it's not fancy. You know, kind of like Cafe Orleans. In New Orleans Square, but there's going to be some interactive experiences throughout it, sort of like Trader Sam's. It's going to be located across the across from the Matterhorn, and it's going to utilize that space that's currently used as like a designated smoking area. And then the entrance of it is going to be directly across from the line for the storybook canal boats. Storybook land. I saw what you I, it, did there. It says, what you did it there, says Karen. storybook land on my thing. I just said it wrong. I swear to God. I saw, I saw what you did there. All right. All right. <laughs> so here's where it gets fun. Uh, this restaurant <laughs> this restaurant is going to have two different floors. The upstairs is going to be slightly brighter with a more natural light look because of the uh, because of the windows. Because you're you're above sea, right? Um, but those windows are actually going to be high-definition screens, which occasionally are going to provide some entertainment, like Scuttle take, uh, talking to Sebastian, or maybe a mermaid peeking up from the water. The second floor, the basement of the ship, it's going to be darker, with only small circular nautical walls that, again, using high-definition screens, will give the impression that you are <laughs> under the sea. Oh, damn. <laughs> You are going to occasionally see Flounder and Sebastian swim by, maybe even Ariel every once in a while. Now, there's going to be constant sounds to help immerse the diners in this experience. You know, creaking of the ship, sounds of the sea, seagulls, um, and very, very faintly, you're going to be able to hear Ariel singing. Now, each table is going to also have... Handwritten instructions. This is just one of those little details. Oh, the touches, man. The little touches. Yeah. Uh, each table <laughs> is going to have handwritten, quote unquote, instructions for how to use the utensils and what the condiments are for. <laughs> because Ariel has a hard time remembering. Now, the menu, it's going to be approachable, yet fishier than the rest of the park. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I... <laughs> Love this the most. Uh, there's oh going to be um, options like salmon burgers, tuna melt, a lobster roll, uh, a chicken sandwich and a veggie burger for those who aren't big into fish. For the kids, you're going to have octopus dogs. So you're going to so they're hot dogs cut to look like octopus. Uh, fish sticks, of course, and uh, shells of the sea, mac and cheese. Now, there's also going to be. <laughs> 
There's also going to be live entertainment, which could include um, a short interaction with Chef Louis or possibly a projected live concert featuring the Kiss the Girl Band from the movie. Now, the idea here is that the window screens are going to show the ship slowly, very slowly. We don't want anyone to get sick. Moving past (laughs) the fish, if it were below deck on the basement floor, or, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, So if you're below deck on the basement floor, you're going to be slowly moving past the fish that are singing the songs. Um, If you're on the first floor, you might see the frogs and the turtles, that kind of thing. But they're all playing their instruments to kiss the girl. And that my friends, is why this has to be reservation only so that the timing of these interactions can be uh, sort of performed like a like on an actual attraction yeah. where you're not going to see the same thing twice because nobody wants that. And that's, uh, that's, my, that's my reboot. That's good. I love it. Thanks. Look, I actually thought mine was really good. Yours was really good. But you just beat me. <laughs> Yours was really good. Well, don't worry. Uh, we saved the best for last. I'm not of, concerned about of yours. Of course. <laughs> Rudeness has been cast upon me. <laughs> so uh, at first I thought about doing... See, uh, uh, this is where Terrence and I are a lot alike because we just like to flex on everybody. Um, at first I thought about doing the House of the Future with like the same basic concept, but either like a melding of the mid-mod fantasy of the original with sort of the modern tech of tomorrow. But then I was like, well, that's just the, the Jetsons. Nobody cares. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or I it, literally had the same sorry, I'm interrupting you, but I had yeah. the same idea and I actually had to look up who I looked up who owned the Jetsons. I have Anna literally Barbara. done that on this show. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> literally have done that as an entire land on this show. Probably. <laughs> um or then I thought, well, House of the Future, but just as a time capsule, because I thought it'd be really cool to go back into the the house of tomorrow. You know what I mean? It'd be kind of fun. I don't okay, know. Okay. Okay. Or make it with like modern build t- building techniques, or an example of modern housing needed to live with a changing climate. And I know that Disney is way too gun shy to jump headfirst into the unfortunate politics of climate change, and probably half the guests would be mad about it. But it'd be a great teaching tool for for kids. But then I realized all I'm really doing is taking these concepts and just putting them back into the park. I'm not changing them at all. <laughs> Yeah. Like the the time capsule thing, that's not retheming anything. It's literally just rebuilding the house of the future. But then speaking of house of the future, I learned that uh, so the house of the future used to be where Ariel's Grotto is now. And if you look carefully, like in between at the, the I guess the back of Ariel's Grotto, there's painted green. There's um, like concrete sort of foundation. That's the foundation of the old house of tomorrow. No, no, no. Not Ariel's Grotto. Where's Ariel's? Yeah, no. Or Ariel's no, Grotto it, is over in DCA. You're talking yeah. about the... Um, the fairy yep. land. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That one. Okay. Next yes. to... Yeah. Okay. Me, Pixie, Pixie Hollow. Pixie, Pixie Hollow. Hollow. Pixie Hollow. That's yeah, yeah, the yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of cool. That is cool. Um, so then I decided on an entire re-theming of the Rivers of America because... <laughs> Why not go from House of Tomorrow to just this giant sprawling space that, I mean, I don't know. Who cares? Um, Or at least Pirate Island layer of the bad word from that book. But we can bring back two really cool attractions in one, and that's a deal at any price, my friends. So here's what we do. First, we're gutting Tom Sawyer's Island. It sucks, it's dirty, and it's fairly boring. And I know I've said on this show over the years how renaming it from Tom Sawyer's to Pirate's Lair sort of pulls all the literature out of the place. But 
I don't care anymore. That's what school is for, I suppose. And if I'm honest, Tom Sawyer wasn't that great of a book anyways. Okay. If my kid is going to run away, it's going to be because of a severe lack of parenting rather than looking for adventure. Okay? <laughs> so if you, if you want your kids to read this book, then it's on you. But it shouldn't be on Disneyland to, to teach your children about a book that isn't very good in the first place. Okay. So once the main guts of Tom Sawyer Islands are go- is gone... And we've summoned the ghost of Walt on our Ouija board to make our apologies for tearing, uh, tearing out one of his original ideas. And we burnt all the sage in the world and we do all that kind of stuff, right? We start building. And we're looking at some prime real estate for the comeback of the Tahitian Terrace. Okay. <laughs> nice. Now, and I understand, I get it. Rivers of America has nothing to do with Tahitian Terrace, has nothing to do with Tahiti. Frontierland slash New Orleans Square, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's the times. Maybe it's the current climate, which is smoky and clogging my brain. But I feel like Rivers of America is kind of outdated and not really a thing. I mean, where does it really fit in? How do you, you know, you can sort of tie the Rivers of America to Frontierland for sure, because that's where you board the Mark Twain. But then New Orleans Square, okay, you got the riverboat, sure, but Critter Country? I don't know. What are you going to do, right? You got the canoes. Where does that even come in? You have the Indians around the thing. Yeah, let's, that's starting getting a little more sensitive. Then you have Star Wars land to back up into it. it what, what are we doing? Now we suddenly lost all direction. So let's rip everything out. That section of the park, which is sort of the middle, is just a black hole anyway. So why not make it a dinner and a show? So we have a blank slate. We're starting to dig. We need room for a kitchen. We need seating. We need a waiting area, plus all that crap for Phantasmic, because that's what all the, you know, whatever, it needs it on the, the Phantasmic side. Obviously, seating for this will be in high demand, because it's themed expertly and uh, executed flawlessly. Um, so we're going to do what Disney does best, and that's price people out. Oh, T- Tickets are going to be $75 a head, and we're going to serve Polynesian food. The show is probably going to be themed to Moana, to be honest, uh, because that's, you know, you got you to gotta, you tie it in. Uh, behind the stage, instead of the volcano or tree or whatever it was that was in the original Tahitian Terrace, nobody's really alive anymore to remember that, we have brought back Skull Rock. Okay. If you remember Skull Rock, originally located behind Captain Hook's pirate ship restaurant, which Taryn wants to bring back, which is actually over where Dumbo is now. Skull Rock backed up to Monstro- Monstromo. No, that's... Mo- Monstro. <laughs> yeah, Monstro. I'm thinking of Alien for some reason, the ship from Alien. Um, and supposedly some of that rock work to the left of Monstromo... Monstro. Monstro, whatever, dude, <laughs> um, is part of the original Skull uh, Skull Rocks. Anyway, for those of you who don't know, Skull Rock is a very cool rock formation shaped like a skull. It had very tropical plants and several waterfalls cascading around each side so it was very tropical but still had the skull thing uh but instead of a skull it's i mean because skull doesn't really work with tiki and tahitian terror so maybe it's the heart of tafiti because we're going to be theming it like moana right okay okay and uh so that's the thing right tom sawyer can go the way of the dodo we're all about ip integration here folks we're talking (laughs) we're talking any thing we can do to cram stuff in we're going to do it and we're wiping tom sawyer because we don't own the story and we're going to put in moana because we own the story but we can also bring back tahitian terrace bring back these really cool tropical waterfalls bring back that dinner and a show vibe which doesn't really exist anymore it sort of happens i guess at the golden horseshoe but the food sucks and the atmosphere is more like a cafeteria than anything and i just i don't know i don't like it so there you go that's my reboot 
I like it. Yay. That was- <laughs> Raise the roof, Jason. Woo! Yeah. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. good. It was, it, was Thanks, it, it went in a different direction than I thought it was going. Jeremy, uh, I was you're, concerned you're, at the beginning. Your thoughts, please. Well, uh, my thoughts are that Taryn won this whole thing. It's 100%. It was so good. So out of the park. What are you talking about out of the park? Thanks, Jer. Homie, people mover. (laughs) Bring about the people mover with the future. You had me until Taryn came along and said, I see your people mover. What? And I'm giving you a chicken of the sea theme to the Little Mermaid. (laughs) And then I was like, and we're done. (laughs) It's over. You you had you never had a chance, Petros, getting rid of Tom Sawyer Island and making it come, something that's the only thing that you oh, said Jesus, that made that I go. agreed with. Yeah. was something about Fantasmic, and I was like, yeah, you guys really should get rid of Fantasmic. No, it was, no, he was sucks. keeping it. There's no place to watch it. First like, of all, get I've, rid of it. I've never seen it. Yeah, don't. So I don't it's know. So stupid. That's what I hear. Uh, so I'm not going to do it. But I was saying we should we because we. We need space for it. That's all I said when I Well, then then I agree with that. But ultimately, the chicken of the sea, because I love that it brings, it does so many things. It brings back an old attraction that pays homage to something from the, you know, from Walt's era. Uh, I did too, yeah. It makes, it it gives a nod to a current, current, I or a a very current popular IP. So did mine. Thank you. Interaction. (laughs) So dining so did mine it hits everything so does mine <laughs> yeah but mine has a show and with it too well. mine had a show mine had a better mine's gonna have a better show because what show? what is your show mine's more repeatable tahitian terrace with the show with the fire eaters and the walkers okay. and stuff man first of all yeah the i've the been chat to... just called it tahitian terrible which <laughs> big props to you um I my idea was actually if you realize my idea was actually really good and I'm not even defending it. Taryn won. I realize you guys' idea was kind of bad. No, my idea no, was not bad. By the way, neither was mine. To be honest no. with you, I think we're all winners. one of them was very intriguing. I actually did really like Bev's, and I was because I don't really like much about Frozen, but I was like, that's a cool way to bring Frozen in. You. <laughs> uh, well, but look, won. I won, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Jeremy, do you want to stay on for some news? Let's see what the sure. chat says. Let's see what the, I'm going to check in the chat. They said that I won. Is the chat going to vote me off the island? No, they said I won. The chat yeah. said Terry won. No, they didn't. Right. Yes, they no, did. did. By the chat, I mean one person. Two, um, which is two I'm looking people. back at it. Two people. The chat knows what's up. Bev was second place, Sarah says. Sarah needs to get out of my face with that. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You guys are rough. All right. Well, whatever, dude. You guys, I'm just always going to win these things. Just understand it. Jeremy, do you want to stay on for some news? Yes. We have a lot of news, actually, because we we didn't do in-depth last week. Because we didn't brother. do in-depth. There's well, I wanted about. to, but you refused. Stop it. You're Press such a liar. With all the news that's fit to cover, it's the oh. years of Disney news. They've been lied to. Well, I hope that you don't do all the news tonight because we're going to record it in a few days. Are we? We haven't talked about it. Next week. We're back. <laughs> I'm sure many things will happen between Yeah, us. for sure. Um, okay, so you know that for a, a few months now, Disneyland has been begging, literally begging Governor Newsom to uh, open Disneyland on October 5th. Disneyland and Universal Studios 
started asking for California to hold off from issuing reopening guidance. So let me back up a little bit. This is like two days after they fired 28,000 people. (laughs) Yeah. They fired 28,000 people. Disney fired people. And in, in true Disney form, I'm heated already. In true Disney form, many cast members found out on Twitter. These people oh, did not get phone calls. Yeah. These people did not get emails. They were not told at all. And they got fired and heard about it on Twitter. That makes me very upset. Yeah, that's not cool. So two days later or so, I don't even know the math, Disney and suddenly is now, oh, and what they said was, uh, this is basically because Governor Newsom won't open the park. And we, we're, we're ready, uh, you know, but whenever you whenever everybody's ready, we're, we're here. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, what else sure. can they do? They can't keep paying people to do nothing. Well, so, well, there's, there's, there's some aspects to that that are correct, but also sort of weird, right? I'll get to that in a second. But two days after blaming the governor for it, Disneyland and Universal Studios now ask California to hold off from issuing reopening guidelines for the theme parks until they've consulted with those within the industry. So it's sort of this back and forth now where we're going to use our employees for leverage against you. Oh, no, no, but don't do anything about it until you talk to us about it. No, they're not saying don't do anything. They're saying saying don't put out the guidelines because you guys are going to be wrong about the guidelines. We want input into what the guidelines are. Right. Exactly. They're saying don't put out the guidelines. Well, yeah, because the, they, they're never going to get to open if they don't have input in the guidelines. That's all. Make sure right. we agree with the guidelines before you release them. Basically, yeah, yeah. Which is not the. I don't know. That's that's. Uh, I, I don't but really that's agree because with because Disney had Disney had a view. They had eyes on what those guidelines were going to be. Sure, and they weren't executable. Yeah, Disney's what? saying we know how to do this during COVID. We have Disney and Universal. Are like we've got resorts running in florida it's a model we haven't had any outbreaks and well there and what they're what newsom is doing is saying no you have to run it to this standard because you know he is an expert in running theme parks so they're saying you have to run it to this standard and disney's like no that's not that's not possible that's not executable and thus we have to get rid of everyone well they're saying don't release it until it's correct what because we know how to run a theme park well mainly what he doesn't want it to open until it moves into a certain tier which is for people testing positive for COVID per 100,000 or something like that. And right now it's six in Orange County and increasing. So, of course, he doesn't want to open the parks. He wants it to be super safe. And there's also the accusations that Disney is hiding COVID positive cases within their cast members and requesting them come to work even a day or two after positive COVID tests which Disney has not announced or hasn't, hasn't commented on. So there are sort of a, a, a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes that are not just, well, Newsom is being a dickhead and he's not letting, letting anybody open and, and Disney wants to be a part of it. I'm sure everything's going fine in Disney World, but in Disneyland, it's come out that that entire sections of people, of CMs, aren't showing up because they're all positive for COVID. Yeah. I mean, that is that is true. Well, that's, that's true. the problem. Yeah. yeah. Then that's the problem. And I wish that somebody would say something to to f- because for me, I think that's what it's a part of. But a lot of people who are demanding Disneyland open, I don't think that they know this. Yeah. And so it's I don't know. It's it's a little They're bit just not even addressing it. They're like, not. Nobody's addressing it. And I don't understand. But um, how are huge segments of cast members getting sick if the park isn't open and they fired everybody? The downtown Disney 
Downtown folks. Disney's open. It's downtown Disney people. Yeah. Well, it's it's so it's the horticulture team and which is the main one in Disneyland because they're still going to work, still doing stuff, but then they go out. And and so in 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 Orange County, the cases are still they were lowering, but now they're back up on the rise. So it's just it's a function of people not controlling themselves out here. And and yeah. and I that's why I really like talking to you about it, Jeremy, because you, you have a different aspect about it than I do. Um because this is this is what we see. It's, nobody cares. Well, it's just so it's so confounding that yeah. like Disney World's been open since early July. Well, and so that also makes me think: if Disney is doing this in Disneyland, are they doing it in Disney World? Have there actually been CM outbreaks, and they're not saying anything? There's but no why way is they it would that say we would anything. know about it on one coast and not the other because uh, whistleblowers, yeah. cast members are, are talking. So like, they're not, but they're not talking in Disney World. Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying, there's, yeah. you know, there's a precedent for the management f- trying to force people who are COVID positive back to work. Here, yeah. I don't know that they're that they're not doing it. In Disney do we know World. that though? Like, is that a, is that a rumor or is that like it's it's? Do we it's, have confirmation that that happened? It's or confirmed that... through a couple different news outlets that have like received screenshots from uh, CM groups on like Facebook and via text messages. There's there's certain. Um, uh, groups of people who are contacting each other's spouses to say, hey, this is uh-huh. why we're not coming in, or hey, I tested p- positive for COVID. Disney's not telling you guys. I'm telling you guys so you guys don't go to work. That kind of stuff. And so there's, I wonder if it's just a different culture there that... It could be. I don't know, but that's... Uh, you know, there's an average of six new daily cases per 100,000 residents over a seven-day period in Orange County. So it's an uptick. Newsom wants to see yeah. four... Um, I don't know. I, I look. I personally agree with the kid, but you know that's just me. I don't know. Well, and four doesn't seem four from six doesn't seem like that aggressive of like a request. But I think there's more harder. to it than just that too. I think so too. I think, yeah. I, and I don't know, but my guess is that part of uh, Newsom's guidelines are re- are going to require the parks to be so limited in the amount of people that can be there that they're not going to make any money. Yeah, but at least they're going to be open, and it's a step in the right direction to show that they can be, that they can maintain that. Yeah, and twenty five percent capacity is nothing to sneeze at either. Whoa, yeah. whoa! Let's not talk about sneezing. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Twenty five percent capacity is nothing to have a fever at. Either. It's fine. <laughs> nothing to have pink eye over. <laughs> Uh, Newsom says, uh, quote, we don't anticipate in the immediate term any of these larger theme parks opening until we see more stability in terms of the data. Now, I will say the confusing part is malls are reopening in, yeah. L- in L.A. County. But that's L.A. County. That's not Orange County. Right. So a, I, lot of these, a lot of these uh, news articles that I'm reading, uh, as opposed to non-news articles, I don't know, <laughs> blogs, um, they, they, they sort of like make the... the, the they make the association between the two counties as if they go, well, Disneyland can't open, but in L.A. County, they're opening malls. Yeah, but that's not Orange County. Disneyland's part of Orange County, which has a different problem going on. So it's not really apples to apples. Yeah, but but mm. Universal is in L.A. County. But uh, but mm. even aside from yeah. that, it's it's uh, – I lost my thoughts. Sorry. I want to know how well, Universal feels I think sort of making the assumption it. that people stay within their county only <laughs> – <laughs> people from LA don't go no, to Orange no, no, County I'm not, and the vice versa. No, 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 I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like if you're if you're trying to make the assumption of well, LA is able to open malls but Orange County can't, well, they're diff- they have different COVID issues. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say is that the, I think that the frustration is that every industry in in, in California has a, a map, a roadmap to open back up except for amusement parks. They just don't have no. any sort of roadmap. And I think that's the frustration. And part of it is because they're like, well, this isn't working for us and let's come back to the table. But they can't come to an agreement on it. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's Newsom's call. So I get it's frustrating. I mean, because yeah. it does seem like, well, what do we what do we do? And I understand that the Orange County and Disneyland want to reopen. I, I totally understand. But if things are rising, I don't know if things are already getting out of control and we're already trying to be locked down for eight months or whatever. Well, what do you want? What do you want the guy to do? Yeah. I don't but know why is Bev allowed to go eat indoors in a restaurant, but you can't go outside at Disneyland? She was in a, a, a mountain town of like a thousand people. But you can eat in restaurants county. here now. Yeah, yeah I, you can. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe 25% capacity at IHOP is like 10 people and it's outdoors. I well, don't she know. Gotta be eating at IHOP. Yeah. The first thing that came to my mind. I don't know, man. Hung- <laughs> Maybe she's a Laberna hungry dance. bear, country bear, hungry country bear restaurant. Black bear, black diner. bear, black diner. bear. Diner. <laughs> man, bomb by the look, country bear bomb. restaurant. <laughs> I'm too, look. I'm too. I'm too involved in the Disneyland ethos. Really, you know what I mean. I can't think outside the. Look, I don't get it. It's it's a tough position to be in. I definitely don't want to be a part of it. As far as like, I'm glad I don't have that job. Um, because we'd all probably be dead by now. But uh, we're talking a little bit about uh, everyone getting fired, right? Disney um, fired 28,000 people. Apparently what they did is also uh, they will revoke severance for cast members who find new employment before December. So Taryn was talking a little bit about like, um, uh, what the hell was she saying? Why did I mention that? What did she say? Remind, refresh my memory, please. Cast members. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? Um, so if you get fired, you got fired in early October, you can't get a job. Oh, this, that's right. She was talking about like paying people. Uh, well, Disney's not going to hang on and, and pay people for all this time. Well, it sounds like they, they are. You, you're going to be disqualified from severance if you get a new job because that, they will consider that as uh, resigning. And no severance will be provided. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. No, it's it's gross and brilliant at the same time because what they're banking on is being open before the end of the year. And so you want these cast members who have already been trained, who have already been onboarded, to still be available to come back to work when you reopen. That's literally the reason why they're doing it. And it's brilliant. It's horrible. Yeah. atrocious. But it's brilliant. For me, what they're doing is they're 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 leveraging people to get their park open, which is gross. Mm-hmm. It's gross. It's literally what they're doing. Yeah, because um, yeah, they're disincentivizing them from reentering the workforce. Exactly, right. exactly. And and they're actually and so they're not only doing that, but one of the things is they're also saving a ton of money because instead of saying this person has been terminated. You can say this person has been furloughed, and you don't have to go through all the on- onboarding process of bringing them back on. They've already been trained. They already know what they're doing. You don't have to put them through any kind of training, any kind of um, training at the, the onset. You're saving all that money. You throw them right back into the same position. They're already in payroll. It's brilliant. Right. Yeah, it and, is and horrible, but brilliant. Brian makes in the chat makes a good point. He's like, it's not a novel concept. It happens all the time if someone gets a new job, but, but these people are – are minimum wage workers who sometimes have to work two jobs. 
Mm-hmm. The other part about the firings is that it seems sort of like higgledy-piggledy, where you have people who are working for Disney for 25, 30 years getting fired, but you have people who are working for two years not get fired. So, yeah. but, but from what I understand, cast members were told by their managers that it was going to go by seniority, that you were going to be let go by seniority. So if you had, if you had seniority at the parks, you were going to be safe. And, that, and then the next day, they got calls from their managers saying, uh, your 15-year career at Disneyland is over now. But seniority, See, seniority based on department or seniority based on company? Because you have, there's people who may have a year in a specialized position that shouldn't be uh, fired, and you have someone who has 15 years in an unspecialized position who would be fired. So if you have someone who is a, um, a ride mechanic who's been there for a year, you wouldn't fire them, but you would fire someone who's a dishwasher for 15 years because it's easy to bring someone else in to that, to that position. But that's what I'm saying. But they were told that wasn't going to be the case. Well, that's, that's actually horrible then. That's the, that's the other side of it. All of it's, all of it's horrible. It sucks, man. It sucks. And, and, but, and that's the other problem is that there's no easy answers for it. We could reopen right now, but you know, who knows what that would would do? And and I under, I, right. I get being cautious. I'm a cautious person. I'm part of the 11 percent in California or the Bay Area that aren't going out. That's me. That's what I would want from everybody. Also, and uh, quite frankly, I'm I'm not getting it. I don't know. I yeah, don't but know. not but it, not everybody has the luxury of working at home like we do. Like you're right. Trying, no, no, no. You know, that, I mean, all these people are losing their jobs. You don't want to blame you. We that, just put any blame. You're, you feel so bad. Your heart bleeds for Gavin Newsom, but he's he's applying these laws unequally. Yeah. Disney, like Terrence said earlier, Ter- Disney is the only industry or theme parks are the only industry that are being held to this ridiculous standard and you can meanwhile you can go into a mall you can go into a restaurant disney is a collection of stores and restaurants well but you can't go in them and and then they so then they don't want to lose money as a corporation so they're doing what they can to try to keep their employees who they've who they've trained and and so that they can bring them back as soon as that they can and you're mad at them and that's no, where no. i'm confused well so here here's what it is the the, the point about Good the point. theme parks is that it's a conglomeration like you said of stores or whatever but it's part movie theaters part mall part entertainment centers and mm-hmm. there's and so it's 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 a unique uh venn diagram of potential issues everything else can be can be fine you can have 20 percent capacity and you can you can do all this kind of stuff in malls I guess I don't know because you're also leaving it up to like the individual stores but it's harder in like Disneyland like in Peter Pan we have to like set some stuff up and so I don't I don't know what is what the talks are like between Newsom and Disneyland or Newsom and the big parks but those parks are not designed for that malls you have plenty of space Disneyland does not you look take a photo of any time at any point in downtown Disney since it opened people are packed in there you read some of these comments um, on Disney's Twitter page people are saying they're shoulder to shoulder in downtown Disney and they're not supposed to be the parking gets capped earlier and earlier even in Disney World wait times have doubled in the past week or two because more and more people are going the system is being stressed. And I, I wonder if some of that is being taken, Newsom is seeing that and be like, well, they're starting to have issues. We don't want to open ourselves up to those issues. It, so, but I've been in the parks within the last week. They are empty. Then, but, yeah. but see, what I see, so like, I don't, what I see I know, is, I know is, you're seeing things on Twitter. 
well, you know, but like it's I'm a not. Twitter guy. Those photographs are often very taken at very deceptive angles. I'm not talking about photographs. I'm and talking about I'm, wait and times. Quite honestly, they have demonstrated that they're doing it. I witnessed. I've been there. I've witnessed it. You can walk on every ride. You're not shoulder to shoulder. Like, yes, are there times where someone might cluster together? You also don't know that those people are all with the same family. Sure, and I'm not talking photos. I'm just talking like wait times and uh, you know people piling up at rope drop. I'm just saying more. The the point is more people are going to Disney World now than there were a week ago or two weeks ago or whatever. The 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 capacity is starting to increase. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. I would not be surprised if Newsom is sort of waiting that out. Let's see how that plays out because what we don't want to do is have this big big outbreak. In our park, when we have a rise in cases, anyways, in in uh, in that county, I think that's it. And 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 I'm not saying that Disney is wrong for trying to save money. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying like fire people. I don't care. I don't care. I don't work there. Fire people. But tell them, be honest and upfront, and don't try to take their severance pay away if they get a new job. Oh well, I, I, I don't yeah, like sure, that. That's that all sense. I'm saying. Yeah, I course. understand you got to lay off people. I believe me. Don't get me wrong. I understand. Um, you, you you can't be bleeding money. You just can't do it. But tell people up front. Be clear about why you're fired. Not why you're firing them, but be clear about uh, what does um, seniority mean. Like we were having the conversation with Terrence a little bit ago. Is it by department or is it overall or what? What what is going on? You're working for 27 years. It doesn't matter if you're stocking shelves. You've been there for 27 years. Yeah, that sucks. And so, and to not be told that, and to be fi- to find that out on Twitter, that also sucks. That's my main thing. Yeah, I don't pretend to know all the ins and outs of of the uh, negotiations trying to open the parks. I I don't have an opinion either way because I'm not going to go. I don't. I just I don't care. I guess really, but. Um, I just know, um, just do right by people. That's all. Speaking of doing right, uh, Disney fans donate nearly $50,000 to food bank to help laid off park employees. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. There's a uh, Disney tourist blog, apparently. Like many destinations that revolve around tourism, food, and large crowds, the happiest place on Earth has been among businesses struggling since the pandemic. In March, Disney World Parks in Orlando, Florida, were forced to close for nearly four months. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. September 29th, Disney laid off 28,000 employees across its parks, experiences, and consumer products segment. Um, Anyway, um... These people set up a virtual fundraiser to a nearby food bank called Second Harvest, which is uh, Disney donates to them a lot, too. And I think early on in the lockdown, we did a story where Disney donated all the leftover food in Disneyland to Second Harvest. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. Anyway, uh, anyway, they made a bunch of they, they donated 50 grand. So that's cool. That's nice. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, what else I've heard, so they're starting to, in, in downtown Disney, in, in the Disney resorts, they're starting to open up a little bit of more shopping, and they've come up with this really cool thing called uh, the Disney Backlot Premier Shop for Halloween. Sign up for your newsletter. Get the Get out of here. Uh, the Backlot Premier Shop is opening to guests of downtown Disney District, which has started a phased reopening of its shopping and dining experiences. The Backlot Premier Shop at Hollywoodland's Stage 17, which is used for private events and character meet and greets, 
can be accessed via the Downtown Disney District. An extension to the Downtown Disney District, the store is selling Halloween-themed merch from the World of Disney and other select Disney shops. This includes mini backpacks. When did mini backpacks come back into fashion? It was a like thing? two years ago. Yeah. Really? I think they look dumb. Well, they're not mini like they used to be mini. They're like mm-hmm. medium. Mm. Uh, there's also apparel from, of course, The Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Pixar's Coco, Haunted Mansion. In light of COVID-19, downtown Disney district shops, including World of Disney um, and all these other places, may use a mobile wait list to manage the number of guests Shopping, yada, yada, yada. But apparently, the way that you can get into the backlot premiere shop at stage 17 is cast member entrance. So you're like literally going backstage to do shopping. And this is to Jeremy's point, this is what I don't understand. I think I said it either on In Depth or one of these shows. I don't understand why they can't, if you can open up the shops in downtown Disney, I don't understand why you can't open the two main streets. Yeah, I Just don't get that streets. either. Let people do some shopping. Let's start. Let's fit. Let's phase that. Maybe you open a land. Hmm. Maybe you don't have to open the whole park. Something, something to get people into the. Into like you the could thing. totally put a wall at the end of Main Street and have and just you know have all the shops open. Yeah, I I think so too. I think that'd be great. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of logistical things. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think that's it. I think that's. Pretty oh no, good. let's do oh. let's do a follow up. You guys remember, uh, I don't know, maybe it was a couple months ago, probably on In-Depth, um, someone got caught, a YouTuber got caught on uh, Disney's Discovery Island. Jeremy, yes. we did that story, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, apparently he uh, he was not only caught uh, filming himself, but they, they the Disney, or maybe it's the, uh, the, the local PD, released body cam footage of oh. the cops like finding this dude. Oh, wow. Which I haven't seen, but I, I really do want to watch it. Uh, apparently, he accepted, he accepted a plea deal in court. Uh, Orange County deputies said Smart. Richard McGuire was arrested on April 30th after a manhunt on Walt Disney World's Discovery Island, a zoological attraction that has been closed since 1999. Why not do something with that? Seriously. Jeremy, well, find out. Because the alligators. Yeah, we got boats. They got boats, man. <laughs> When he was arrested, McGuire said he'd been camping on the 11-acre island for several days and called it a, quote, tropical paradise. Several days. God bless. Jeez. <laughs> uh, body cam video uh, shows authorities spent hours searching for McGuire after he triggered a wildlife trail camera. So they have wildlife trail cameras there set up so people do not do this. Smart. McGuire posted. I don't know that I would call that a tropical paradise. Yeah, it's literally like just an, overgrown with crap. It's overgrown, and like this is the thing. Like as I've been in Florida, the bugs and the animals here are not what we're used to. If you're from like, <laughs> the north, you know, like, every spider can kill you. Every lizard's tail falls off in your hand. Like it's like, <laughs> what is happening here? Every yeah, lizard's so, tail. Falls every roach off. can move your bed. Like it's just. <laughs> It's awesome. not a paradise if you're on an overgrown island. And isn't, uh, isn't there a body of water <laughs> surrounding I mean, on on that island? I mean, obviously, surrounding that island. Yeah. But didn't they like? Isn't isn't it closed because there's like some flesh eating bacteria in it or something? <laughs> like, isn't there some like crazy crap like that? Like, it's all bad. There- there's a reason it was. There's a reason something was closed. It might be this. It might be something else. But I know there's something like that. 
you're absolutely right. Around the year 2000, um, they discovered that there's an amoeba that lives in warm, fresh water that causes encephalitis, which, if you don't know, is a swelling of the brain and it kills you. So um, what was happening is people were going in, you know, you could used to swim in all these lakes. Um, River country used to use lake water and down for the slides. And what was happening was not frequently, but a couple of people, you know, you'd get a bit of water up your nose or something. If that amoeba gets into your bloodstream, it goes to your brain and it's lights out for you. So they in the year 2000, they had to close river country and then they, there was all the beaches, no more swimming in any of the water. Um, and that's before the, you know, the alligators were starting to cause problems um, or, you know, have recently caused problems. And they had to actually wall off the water um, from the beaches. But they had to stop swimming around, around the year 2000, 2001. That was when it was all over. Wow. That's crazy. They discovered this amoeba. Jeez. They're talking to me. They're all surrounded, he said. By mid-afternoon, more than a dozen deputies had arrived at Discovery Island. Orange County Sheriff's Office. As they scoured the old theme park. They got their their glocks out and everything. Officers used machetes to chop through thick vegetation while marveling at what remains of the once popular Disney attraction. Through a slurpee machine. Meanwhile, YouTube (laughs) videos show McGuire covering himself with leaves. Apparently trying to hide from the sheriff's helicopter circling overhead. <laughs> wow! Oh, and I got I got to tell you, man, watching that Florida video, wa- watching him quote cover himself with leaves, no joke. <laughs> we, Taryn, we got to figure out a way to like mirror this to the to the chat because he's like taking like a sprinkling of leaves and he's laying down flat. And the, the camera's like this, right? So he's looking down at like his body length, and he's like sprinkling dirt and leaves on him. He's not—he's not actively trying to hide at all. He's—he's <laughs> he's insane. Wow, this person is insane. He's mostly covered. He takes three like leaves. You know how when um like uh you're in the forest or whatever, and like leaves are decomposing, so it's mostly dirt, but there's chunks. That's what he's putting on himself, <laughs> and not very um adamantly, not very quickly, and not very thoroughly. <laughs> After more than an hour of inspecting animal cages, crumbling restrooms, and other off-limits areas... The best game of hide-and-seek ever. Dude. So... It's sketchy. Deputies gave up their ground search. What's up, bro? But later that night, a man who identified himself as McGuire was spotted returning to shore in a motorized boat. That's a tropical <laughs> paradise. I was going to stay out there for about a week. As he was arrested for uh, trespassing, what? deputies found McGuire's van and his girlfriend. And I even told him, I was like, look, if you get in trouble, count me out. I, I like, hear I, I'm not a part of it. I hear you. I so. love him, but not that much. <laughs> that girlfriend is... <laughs> Wait, what did he say? He's not facing any criminal charges, oh, okay. but... So I love him, but not, not that, much. that much, man. Uh, that was pretty good. I, you know, I like playing the news. Wow. Um, anyway, so he uh, he must pay a hundred dollar fine plus court and prosecution costs. He entered a plea of no contest and education with uh, will be withheld, meaning the trespassing charge will not show up as a conviction on his criminal record. <gasps> That's the ultimate. I didn't know I couldn't do that. Like, yeah. but like for real? <laughs> he will be banned for life from Walt Disney World. Oh, which might be worth it. I don't know, man. You're camping out on uh, on that island for six days or whatever. 
covering yourself with a smattering of leaves. Wow. I mean, man. he didn't sound like he was the sharpest knife in the drawer. No. He probably wasn't. He probably and still is. Yeah. Bit. Bugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Um, all right. I think that's it. I think we're ready to go, okay. Jeremy. Are you ready to go too? You ready to go back to bed, Jeremy? Yeah, I'm ready to go. I don't know if you can hear. I think the sprinklers just came on. All I hear is this hiss. <laughs> nope. Definitely don't hear it. Oh. Maybe it's uh, the Florida snakes. I'm gl- Stop. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jeremy, um, our resident Florida man, thank you very much for staying with us. I appreciate it. Sure. It's one o'clock in the morning where you are. And, uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, be sure to text me when you wake up so I know that you survived the night. <laughs> it's our, oh, our daily morning text? Yes. Okay. Is that a concern? <laughs> it's our daily affirmation. Where yeah, we, we have to check in with each other. That's right. How are you? Good. <laughs> all right. And a photo. I need proof of life. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I really appreciate it, man. If you want to tell... Man. Hey, man. Thanks, man, for tuning in. Um, supporting the show, uh, patreon.com slash ears up. All of our other shows, go to our website, earsup-podcast.com. Check us out there. We're going to be doing um, a Tiki Room on, uh, I think it's the 19th. And uh, again, Tiki Rooms are Patreon only. So uh, sign up for Patreon if you're not and uh, join us in the Tiki Room. We're going to be hanging out. Maybe Jeremy will have trivia for us. I thought it was going to be the 16th, right? Maybe it's the 16th. I don't know. Nine, six. Who cares? Same, same number. Friday. Friday the 16th, right? It's next Friday. Friday the 16th. A week from today. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. you know it's tomorrow here. <laughs> You're in the future. I, I appreciate it. And uh, <laughs> until next time, we'll see you in the parks.